Alan Kring Productions, in association with the Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Spring Semester 2023. Today, free cash flow examples. And then you'll have a quiz, and then you're done for the week, uh, and all that. So uh, without further ado, a quick look at the numbers. It was one of those interesting days. It started out down. I mean, there, it was slammed on the, uh, at the opening bell. And then the bulls began to come out of their hiding places and stick their snouts out and it's beginning it's been recovering through the day the dow is still down about a quarter of a percent but the s&p 500 is now eking out a gain of a whopping 0.07% and the nasdaq is beginning to show some life too sort of um i well look at some of the context notice here though if you look at the S&P 500, the volume is still very thin on it. And we're nearing the close of the day, and we've got maybe, what, about a third of the typical daily volume over the past year. So there's a still, as I had said on Monday, there's still a lot of caution, but there is at least some movement. Now crude, as I had said, it's finding its way back down into that 72 to 79 band. It'll probably stay towards the upper end of it, but the doom talk that, well, the OPEC is gonna cut the oil supplies, price of crude is gonna go through the roof. No, like I said, that was just a, a temporary thing. And so that's good. But over here, gold still trying to stay, keep its uh, level above the $2,000 announced neckline and it's managing to do it it got way down there and then it recovered again but it's still negative for the day and the 10-year bond here this is the interesting thing you got the yields going up price going down remember that relationship is always there for all securities and so that price going down means they're selling of bonds well where are those funds going you can see that a little bit of that is probably slipping back into equities. It's not some roar, let's get back into stocks right now. But you can see that the flight to quality that was happening previously, now the bond prices are going down, yields going up unfortunately, but that money, a little bit of that is probably what's fueling the bull a little bit of bullish activity in the uh bond market right in the uh equities market right now now uh going over here real quick uh well the euro it's really almost flat right now there's not much movement one way or the other a little bit of uh depreciation of the euro about uh 0.15 percent so right now it's kind of on a holding pattern. As you can see, the uh, pound sterling 
is a little bit appreciating, appreciated, but nothing really spectacular there either. So the markets are looking at the current situation, mostly interest rate differentials, uh, interest rate change differentials between these European and British current uh, rates and the U.S. rate, and there's not a lot of activity. There's no directional sign right now of who's going to raise interest rates faster, whose interest rates are going to begin to slide, but we can talk about that more later. Going over here, interestingly, I've noticed that same pattern that we see in uh, the U.S. In Tokyo yesterday, the bears were in charge, but by the end of trading, the bulls were beginning to creep back in, just like they are here in the United States right now. And the same was true in London a little later as the British uh, FTSE 100 began to crawl out of a real bear market. It didn't, it looks like it's not going to finish quite positive, but it certainly is trying to come back. So across the globe, it looks like there's a cautious kind of movement back into bullish territory, which is good for where, if you can see my positions, these are, most of these are having earnings calls very soon. And that's buy on the rumor, sell on the news. So the rumors are positive for both American Airlines and Citigroup and for Ford, although Ford is still, as usual, disappointing me. And of course, I've got PSIL, I don't know if I've mentioned this. This is just a straight ETF, and I'm not, this isn't an option, this is just the ETF. PSIL is a penny kind of stock, but it's, it, it's, a, it's companies that are, have federal license to do research on psychotropic uh, drugs for treating psychological, uh, uh, psychiatric problems. Magic mushrooms is one of their things. <coughs> these companies have permission to find out if these actually make people less psychologically uh, difficult. We'll see. Speaking from my own experience, some of the people who I used to live with, it certainly did quiet them down. They slept. But anyway, uh, that's enough of that for right now. We. I'm going to put up a PowerPoint presentation. This is sort of a, a work in progress that's been, uh, different professors have put this together and Cengage has a version of it. And so this is sort of like a, a hybrid Frankenstein um, PowerPoint. And it takes you through calculating free cash flows and then projecting free cash flows to find out projects have positive or negative NPVs. And it uses real life examples, and although some of the names are not what they actually were uh, for the project, uh, in the projects. But it's a great way, if you have the time, to go through really step by step and see how the process of projecting on free cash flows works. And that'll be available in your uh, ReggieNet resources uh, by tonight for those who want to probe it more. For our purposes here, what I'm going to do is take you through another example of calculating a free cash flow. And uh, as much as I like to avoid too much on uh, emphasis on this company, 
I'm going to go to sec.gov, sec.gov, and then on the filings in the drop-down menu, whoops, try that again, it didn't react the way I want it, filings, and on the drop-down menu, company filing search. I've shown you this a number of times, you should be kind of familiar with it now. The company that I am going to look at, see its free cash flow for the most recent year is Tesla, TSLA. Let's have a look at this thing. Now, you'll go to a screen, you'll see on the right side, plus 8K, plus 10K, plus proxy, plus ownership disclosure. Click on the plus for the 10K. And right at the top, their most recent filing is a 10K, which is the one we like to use, the most recent 10K, because it's got annual data. So on that line, January 31, 2023, 10K annual report uh, for 2022, we click on that rectangular box, Filing. And I'm saying this for those of you who are having a hard time seeing the screen, but also for the podcast listeners. Now we'll go to a screen right in the middle on the right hand on the left hand side, you see a blue button. And that is interactive data. You click on it. Now up a little toward the top, above the orange uh, or yellowish orange box, you'll see view Excel document. And you click on it, and there's your Excel sheets. All of the financials of Excel are there. And get that out, and get that out. Now, as I told you in the last lecture, one thing that we always want to do is get the sheets we need together. So I need the balance, consolidated balance sheet. It's right there. And then we find a little ways over the consolidated statement of operations. That's a fancy name for the income statement. I'm going to scoot that over so it's right next to my balance sheet. Now the other one that we need to do this is the statement of cash flows. And interestingly, unlike many, the statement of cash flows for Tesla is here. It's, you have to scoot over a little bit. So I'm going to grab that, hold down the mouse, and drag it over so that it is right beside the consolidated statement of operations. Whoops. Dang it. Let me see something here. Now that's not the, that's not the consolidated statement of operations I wanted. Oh, hell, this drives me crazy. These cheapo mouses. No, I don't want that. Ah, drives me crazy. You know, one thing you want, that's not the even the statement of, op, statement of cash flows. I want to get, find the consolidated statement of operations. Where in the heck Okay, consolidated balance sheet. Consolidated statement of, yeah, there it is. And then the consolidated statement of cash flows. Let me get that over here. There we go. I apologize for that. I'm used to uh, 
gaming type of mouse. If you're going to use Excel, you probably want to have a pretty good mouse for it, but that's down the road. Okay, so I've got all these balance sheets, statement of operations, consolidated statement of cash flows, all together. Now right here between the consolidated balance sheet and the consolidated statement of operations, I'm going to right click and insert a worksheet. And please follow along if you can. And I'm going to call it free cash flow. I'm going to make this a little bigger so we can see it better. Okay, so now we'll do in B1 row uh, in cell B1 2022 and cell B2 2021. And maybe over here in E1 I'm going to put tax rate and below that I'll just write the 21%. Okay, so now we're going to get our numbers. And I'm going to do this a little bit. Okay, I'm going to have EBIT and then the EBIT after tax. And now then, remember with free cash flow, I'm going to have to add back depreciation expense and then I'm going to put in the capital expenditures. Now remember that that comes, is given in the sheet as a negative so we'll have to take its absolute value. Capital expenditures and then we're going to have to do change in net operating working capital. So we'll do net operating working capital for each of the two years and then the change in net operating working capital. And that will give us everything we need to get the free cash flow. Oops. Okay, we're ready to rock here to get everything that we want. First things first, EBIT equals we go over to Consolidated Statement of Operations and we get, they call it income from operations. And that's a warning. It can be called a lot of different things. EBIT, operating income, op, income from operations. It's all the same thing. Income from operations, which is in the statement of, uh, Consolidated Statement of Operations. That is cell C12. No, C13, I'm sorry. And there we go. And then we'll take, for the EBIT after taxes, we'll take that times one minus the tax rate, and we've got that. And now the depreciation expense. That comes from the consolidated uh, statement of cash flows. It is cell B6. Now the capital expenditures. Remember that we're going to have to take the absolute value. So I'll say equals ABS open parenthesis. And I'll go back over to the statement of cash flows and I will look for 
the cash flows from investing activities and I will say <coughs> net cash used in investing activities which would be cell B13 in the statement, consolidated statement of cash flows. And that's that one. Give me a chance to catch up. Now, net operating working capital. We need the balance sheet for that. Equals op net operating working capital would be current assets, which is in the balance sheet, cell C8 minus cell C, boy, I'm having a hard time seeing, 22. There we go. And then the change, well, we'll do, now here's where I'm going to sweep them over here, okay? Highlight in the free cash flows worksheets cells B2 through B6, and then just drag them over to 2021. Whoops, I did something wrong here. In the EBIT after taxes, that E2, I should have hit F4 to make that an absolute reference. And then do that again. There we go. Apologies for that. Now the change in net operating working capital, that's going to be equal to the net operating working capital in the current period, cell B6, minus the net operating cap working capital in the previous period, cell C6, enter. Now, just as I've shown you before, just as kind of a stupid pet trick, I'm going to highlight cells B6, B7 and C7 and right click, format the cells, alignment, and in the horizontal, I'm going to tell it to center across that selection so that I can see that that NOWC references two periods. Now one thing I'm going to do before I finish, I'm going to highlight cells B8 through C8 and I'm going to format those just so we have it in dollars. Now I'll caution to you before I do that, if you hit this dollar sign up there in your menu bar, that will give you accounting dollar signs, which are flush to the left. We generally prefer currency dollar signs. Format cells, number, currency, no decimal places. Whoops, one thing I forgot to do is say give it a dollar sign. Format the cells, general, currency. Yeah, I didn't hit the right one anyway. Isn't that interesting? That that shot my 
Isn't that interesting? I never <coughs> saw that before. Alignment. It blew the alignment of those. Oh, I did. Okay. My bad. Thank you. Ha. Getting old. What a drag. Currency. Okay, fine. Are you happy now? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now what we're going to do is calculate Tesla's free cash flow for 2022. Remember that the free cash flow is equal to EBIT after taxes plus depreciation expense minus capital expenditures minus net operating working capital. So now we'll know from a finance point of view whether or not Tesla is in good shape. Negative four billion two hundred fifty one million dollars in the hole. And again, that's not an abstract number. That is money that had to come from somewhere because that's how all of this was paid up here. That is unhealthy AF. You can take your own opinions of the leadership of a company. This guy is a psych, uh, sociopath, a narcissist, he's an asshole. That doesn't matter to the analysis. What matters is are they bringing in money or are they bleeding money? And you can see right here the answer to that question. Oh, but wait, if I look at the income statement, that company is, that number there is $12.8587 billion positive. Do you see the vast difference between accounting and finance? This is a number, 12, that 12587, this is what the company actually brought in in real money or had to find some way to finance because it didn't have that much real money. That is why we do financial analysis. That's why we are the ones you should listen to, not the accounting. And that, that, that's about all I can say about this is that this is a serious deficiency. And this is why you see that even where the company's price is now, and we can do that here in Yeehaw Finance, TSLA, the beta is so high and the price to earnings ratio is indicating that the price is still far too high 
And that is based upon investment analysis. And so why is the price too high? Because that's a market price, not an intrinsic value. When we look at this, we're looking much more closely at intrinsic value than we are in the accounting statements or in the price from day to day of the stock. So that is the lesson you learn from free cash flow analysis for your own purposes for investments and even in employment. You look at free cash flow to see if the company's promo, we're a healthy, growing, wonderful company and Muhammad and Jesus and Buddha all love us. You look at the numbers and not the ones that are based upon accounting rules and generally accepted accounting principles consistently applied. So there you are. Geez, I'm actually, the only thing I'm losing, well, that stupid dog, but the only uh, investment I'm losing on is the Ford right now. And of course, Ford always disappoints. But there you go. So now, on our final exam, you'll get a problem very similar to what I've done right here. All you need to do to get ace the problem is to pound out that little worksheet. You can put it together yourself. I think I even have one for you in resources. And then whatever the numbers are that I give you in the final exam, just put them into the slots and there it is. There's your answer. And I hope it wouldn't be quite that grim, but that is, that is grim right there. And you can go back and you can say, well, what is the big problem here? One thing is, and this is important for you to write down in your notes, if the change in net operating working capital is positive, that means that cash was bled, it was used, it was drained. If net operating working capital is negative, that means that cash was added, infused, brought in. Positive, drain, negative, add. In this case, one of the crucial factors appears to be that they added net operating working capital. They added more to their current assets than they did to their current liabilities in going from 2021 to 2022. And if we look over here at the balance sheet, They, their cash actually went down a little bit, but they increased their sh short-term investments a lot. They also increased their accounts receivable a lot. That would indicate that they are increasing, extending, expanding credit to more customers, which actually drains cash flow. You're not getting the money from them, you're just getting an IOU. 
Do you see this one right here? This one is pretty noticeable that their accounts receivable went up. And that's, that's one way a company tries to increase its sales. You extend credit to more people. But this one right here is a mystery to me. They're short-term investments. They put a lot of cash into money markets, short-term stuff. And that one's kind of a curiosity to me. But then look at this one. They increase their inventory a lot. That's a drain on cash too. Now, as far as their accounts payable, they did increase their accounts payable, which helps cash by not paying bills. This one, I don't know what accrued liabilities would mean. Deferred revenues, customer deposits went up. That's an That helps. But the one that looks like the only one that was in the liability si side that would help cash flow was that they put off paying bills. You see that? It, it went from 10 billion in 21 to 50, a little more than 15 billion in 22. So that's probably one place that it happened that helped them. But what really damaged them was this large amount of money they threw into short-term investments, this increasing their credit line so that they didn't get money, they got an IOU. And also, their inventory just shot up, which is also concerning. They built cars that they haven't sold. That's really troubling. They, double, they more than doubled their inventory. What I'm doing is I'm showing you the background. Why did that free cash flow do what it did? And it, they did a little bit. They're putting off paying bills right here, but that was more than more than hit by the short-term investments, extending more credit, and more than doubling their inventory. That's financial analysis. That's the fundamentals of it. So there you go. Okay, you got a quiz coming up in just a few minutes here. Get yourselves cranking for it. And your password is right there on the board. Power Puff Cat with two exclamation points. And when you're finished with that, that's all I have for you today. I thank you.